Hello, friends. Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. If this is your first time joining us, you guys fucking rock. Welcome. Um, Good to have you. If you're back for some more, you know what the deal is. So happy to have you here as well. This episode is brought to you by Imposed Will. Go over to imposedwill.com and check out our full line of apparel. Imposed Will is my company, and this I am on a mission to help empower everybody, you guys, um, to impose your will on life. And uh, you can go support the movement and join the cause. Um, we got some apparel that we just launched. Um, go to imposedwill.com. Also, get on the mailing list so you can stay uh, you know, up to date on everything that's happening, uh, get discounts, um, just all the releases, all the latest happenings, you will be the first to know. We are also brought to you by Jumbo Superfoods. You can go to jumbocbd.com and check out all of their amazing products. They have balms. Uh, they have a, an amazing lip balm. They have an amazing muscle bomb they also have drops for both you and the pets they have sprays they have a ghee that you can cook with it is phenomenal man all of their products are are top quality and you know cbd cannabidol it is one of the many compounds found in the cannabis plant and it has been shown to help just so many people with a number of things you know i use it for sleep i use it for uh pain and inflammation and uh you know some people are having you know great you know mood uh uh mood benefits whether that's you know whether they're you know suffering from some anxiety or even depression and it's 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 just an amazing compound you know it it's an adaptogen it helps you know the body you know maintain that baseline and uh you know a lot of people are having a lot of great benefits so you can go over to jumbo cbd dot com and you can use the code outside when you check out you will save 20 percent off of your entire order so again go to jombocbd.com save 20 percent off of your whole order by using the code outside when you check out my guest today is an old buddy. I sit down with Rex Amy. Rex is a realtor here in St. Louis and um, just an old friend from uh, from back in the day. And, you know, we sat down from, for coffee not that long ago and he was sharing his story with me. And, man, he is dealing with um, an hell, like a hell of a, a medical issue. And um, I, I invited him on to, to come and, you know, sit down and share his story. And it's, it's definitely, you know, something I wasn't aware of. And, you know, I'm glad he was, you know, willing to come and sit down and talk about it so i don't really want to give away too many details i want him to tell the story so without any uh you know further rambling or ado rusty amy everybody kept asking me who's rex Oh yeah, but yeah, I mean, as far as like business and stuff, I'm going by Rex. Yeah, you know because. So why made you go by by uh? Shit, I'm turning down your stuff and my mic's the one is loud. Uh, what made you go by by Rusty in, in school? So my parents gave me that nickname. Uh, oh yeah. My dad's name's Rex, so it was just a way to differentiate the two of us when we were getting yelled at, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, because she was like, "I can't just say the same name and you know have you figure it out." Yeah, so. yeah. Dude, do me a favor. Adjust your mic for me so it's closer to your mouth. Closer. Yeah. Okay. So just like bend it some. It bends. A little. How about that? There we go. Is that a little bit better? Yeah, it's better. Okay. Much better that we don't sound so far away. All right, all right, here we go. Rex, Amy. Amy, right? Yep. Oh, Man, you're I do my you're best. on it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Sometimes I don't do so well on the names. And I always second-guess myself, but I'm always telling myself I'm getting better at names. Well, it's a tough one as well. It is. It's a tough one. Uh, all right, dude. <sighs> we are rocking and rolling. All right, brother. It's so good to be sitting down with you. Um we we connected right after i don't know how long has it been since we've been out of high school <laughs> 10 or 11 years now dude you know what i think it's 13 years now is it really it's 2019 we graduated yeah. in 2006 right 
Wow. I don't I don't think I want to admit that it's that long ago. <laughs> Shit, bro. Oh man. Um why did you come back to St. Louis? We're we're I wanted to ask you this when we were talking just a second ago. Because, um, you know, you're in Hawaii for a good while and you're killing it in real estate out there. So uh, I was dating a girl that I met in Columbia when I was in uh, school at Mizzou. And while I was working in Columbia, I had that opportunity to go to Hawaii. And uh, I just couldn't pass that up. We had continued to date. And uh, a little over a year into being in Hawaii, we decided to get married. So yeah. I, uh, I made the move back to St. Louis. Uh, a lot of days, I definitely uh, I regret not staying in Hawaii because, I mean, who doesn't love paradise? But yeah, man. But everything can get, like can get old, right? Did you like? Did you at any point did it just become normal? It did. Uh, just because normal life ends up taking taking over. Yeah. Um, I always tell people Hawaii is a place. Uh, you'd love to retire, but when you're working there, it's it's a lot like any other place. Yeah, um, yeah. How many islands are there? So, man, I don't test me on this. I think there's <laughs> seven total. There's yeah. five main ones people go to. I don't know. Uh, Oahu is where Honolulu is, okay. where the most people reside. Yeah, that's the big island? Is that what they call it? No, so the big island is Hawaii itself. Oh, okay. And that's biggest by landmass versus population. Okay. Um, How many people live there, you think? On that island, I don't know, maybe quarter million, half million. Oh, really? But on on Oahu has probably like two million. I'd say I'm I'm probably way off on these stats. That's but cool, dude. Don't worry about it. We're not looking it up. We could, but it's not. It's not. It's not that important. It's not that serious. Yeah, no, I can dig it, man. Mm, did you do you hunt? <coughs> I do hunt. I didn't hunt out there. Oh, what? I didn't know about it. I mean, oh. I'd heard stories. I should say, on the island I was on, there was not yeah regular at least deer hunting they did some local friends uh would do boar hunting surprisingly yeah that seemed pretty cool yeah but which island and i don't know why i'm drawing a blank but there's that is it uh is it kona is that an island out there so kona's on the big island the big island is definitely where most people hunt okay yeah because there's like an ungodly amount of axis deer there and it's just open season on them so I didn't know that until I left, really. Oh, I mean, oh. again, I'd heard f- a few f- uh, friends. Brennan Lowry actually lived in uh, in Hawaii with me, and he had heard. Oh, for real? He had heard, yeah. He had heard that there was uh, deer hunting on the Big Island. And I was, at the time, I just realized I don't really have the ability, time, or yeah. resources to go hunt an animal on, on an island. But uh, now I listen to Joe Rogan a lot, and he mentioned that he goes out there and that it is such a problem, and, and I definitely want to go back and... <sighs> Dude, I might just live like just live my life in the woods hunting deer. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, let maybe let's go together. I dude, it sounds like a really fun dude. Let's do it. I'm down. Oh, man, deer hunting is so big on my list of. You've not done or, it at all. I've never. Well, I went deer hunting one time, and I should specify like specifically bow hunting. Like I want to do bow hunting. Um, I did go rifle hunting once. It was so fucking cold and snowy. I'm just like, man, this is just not. <laughs> it was not a good experience. I mean, it, all in all, it was still a good hunting experience, but um, definitely was uncomfortable. Well, maybe this was uh, this was supposed to happen because growing up in high school, I didn't hunt. Uh, yeah, maybe once or twice, just here and there. Uh, my my dad had kind of quit hunting. He was older. Okay. Um, so in college, I kind of just wanted to get back into it myself. I I just realized I was like, you know, I love being outside. Um, I've, I, at that time I had learned of the overpopulation of the whitetail in Missouri and a lot yeah. of areas. And, uh, I had tried venison quite a few times and liked it. Yeah. So I've, I've always kind of prescribed to the, I don't like to kill anything I'm not going to eat. Okay. And, uh, so at that time I was like, I want to, I want to give it a go. And uh, a friend of ours let us hunt on his land, got my first deer and then I was hooked. Okay. And that was rifle season. Um, and then I kind of, I didn't really have a place to hunt or I I thought I didn't have a place to hunt. And so I kind of would do it sparingly here and there. Uh, but come to find out, uh, I, I think it was when I lived in Hawaii, I came back. My uncle said, Hey, let's go to the family farm and walk around. And I was like, which farm? Cause <laughs> I knew we had a farm, but it was way up North. And, uh, the guy that farms the land usually leases out the land to other hunters. Okay. So, the, he anyway, this uncle said, "Let's go look at this thing we call the tree farm." Now this is in Cape County, uh, down by Cape Girardeau. Okay. And I said, "Okay." So we went and walked around it, and I just realized this is a really big piece of land. I didn't really know 
my family had access to. Okay. And uh, so I asked my grandma, I said, can I like come down here and hunt? She's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> She's like, there, there are people who hunt it because they've, we haven't used, they hadn't used it. They're not hunters. My grandfather yeah. wasn't. So, so there's other people. people using it. Yeah. And so she's like, you're going to have to coordinate with them. Anyway, long story short, I've been hunting on this property for the last five years now. Oh, nice. And it's 600 plus acres. Oh, shit. So That's if, huge. And uh, I got a free bow from a friend, So if, and I restrung it. So if you want to go sometime, I've got Dude. an extra bow and a bunch of space. Oh, man. Yeah, I need to get a bow. Man. That's what, yeah, that's the move right there, dude. We're gonna have to make that happen. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you're interested, we're always uh, we're always going down. We got a little metal shed. It's like a glorified tent. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, it's got a b- wood burning stove. Oh yeah, it. dude. Oh yeah, we're gonna make this happen for sure. It's really nice. That's the move. Hell yeah, dude. That's just like I want to. But the thing about like bow hunting, like you need to shoot archery. Like you just need to shoot all the time to get mm-hmm. good. It is not. <laughs> you can't just easy. arbitrarily just like go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point. Uh, especially because when you stare stare down a deer with a bow, um, you know that's it's a whole different experience than looking at a target. Even oh so. hell yeah, dude. Oh man, yeah. I gotta get. I need to start shooting. I need to get a bow. Well, like I said, I'm I'm happy to let you borrow this one. I what got kind of bow free. is it? It's a Browning uh, compound bow. Yeah. It's older, but it's in really good shape. I've shot it. It shoots really well. It shoots straight. Yeah. Again, before you go buy money uh, or spend money on something, you know, I'll I'll literally let you have it. That's true, man. Yeah, yeah. What's, What's the draw length on it? Do you know? The length, I don't know. I don't know. You got long reach. I do. Well, and I don't know if it's able to modify that or not. So I don't know what to look at it. Uh, I know it's like a 60 or 70 pound draw weight, but I don't know about the length. Yeah. I mean, it fits me. I'm, I definitely have a shorter wingspan than you do, but yeah. Anyway, you should definitely get into it. It is, it is a, it's a great sport. I, I haven't even gotten a deer with a bow yet. We've only started getting into it the last two years and, uh, I got close enough one time, but when I drew the deer, uh, caught wind of me or saw me and and did the wind change you think, or were you loud or no, um, well, in one time I did have it drawn. I was actually carrying a climbing stand on my back. Oh, yeah. And this land is, is pretty hilly, really hilly. It's about half a mile from the Mississippi River. Okay. So it's a lot of kind of, you know, up and down. And I was cutting across a hill and literally just stopped to kind of look around and take a break because that, carrying that stand, even though it's only 35, 40 pounds, <laughs> over, yeah, dude. you know, wearing up. a bunch of hunting gear, you get hot. Oh, yeah. You're wearing hunting boots. And uh, so I kind of stopped just to look for a good tree, really, and see if there was a good sp- spot to climb up. And then I just look, and there's a deer coming right at me. And I knew I couldn't put down that climber because it's, you know, aluminum. It would clang. Yeah, so and you just had to hold it and make the shot. So I, I held it, and I did get drawn on it. But, again, I didn't feel comfortable I was going to make an ethical kill. Yeah. Um, And I didn't want to risk it. Yeah. And, and so I honestly just kind of enjoyed being that close to yeah, so dude, how did it feel? It was awesome. It's it's a it's a it's both like a reverence and an adrenaline rush at the same time, you know. Yeah, dude, I can yeah, I, the the goal is to like to keep your heart rate low, right? Just to stay as relaxed as possible. <laughs> That's easier said than done. I, yeah, dude, you're you're probably just fucking just jacked like you're is everything just just in overload at that moment <sighs> like you're so excited to to get that kill. Yeah, and just to see one. I mean, it's different because when you're in town, you see deer every day by chance. But when you're out hunting them in their environment, they own yeah. they own that space. And there are days, weeks. I mean, I went seven days one time without seeing a deer on that whole property. Yeah, dude, they're smart. I you mean, they, they – yeah. So when you do see one, regardless, it it's special when you're out in the wild. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah, and you get close to it. You just feel that energy. Yep. Oh, dude. You see how alert they are and – you know, they're they're, too, they're out there hiding too, from predators all day. Yeah, dude, they're so in tune with everything. Oh, man. I was reading something about the way the deer, uh, the way that they smell in, in like a archical pattern of some sort. Really? So they can, they pick up wind from like, I don't know. I, again, I'm still a novice. I'm learning. There's a, as you know, hunting is a deep, deep rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, people have some uh, some real knowledge. Yeah, so I'm I'm still learning, but the their the way their sight and smell works is is not the way ours works. It's right. pretty unique. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard um, Remy Warren talk about um, hunt? Or I guess maybe Joe Rogan was talking about Remy Warren how he likes to uh, hunt 
like while he's fasting. Yeah, he says like when he's hungry, like it kind of like heightens his senses. Wow. So he's more like tuned in. I never thought of it that way, but I can, I can totally see it. I can see it. You get your biological uh, factors going. It definitely would help remove the a little bit of the remorse of letting go of an arrow toward a. You're hungry, yeah. Like you want that. <laughs> you need it. Yeah. This food, this nourishment. And you do, you do, as you get older, realize there's a diff, there's a big difference between a wild animal meat and and just your average oh, dude. meat you, you, you get just at like the grocery look at store. It. Yeah, just first look, and foremost, yeah, dark red meat. You know? Yeah, you can see it. But then you eat just a a small chunk, and it feels like you just ate like a half pound burger. You know? Yeah. It just it seems to satiate you more, and I think uh, the nutrition probably shows that it does oh, per ounce. Yeah, dude. But you feel it. I didn't think, you know, I thought I'm hungry as all get out. I could eat a bunch. And we were eating some backstrap and, you know, two or three of those slices of what, you know, if it was turkey, I could have eaten 10 more. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that nutrient-dense meat. Do you uh, do you eat the liver? I've tried liver, but I, I'm i not a big organ meat of any sort so, yeah. far, so far. I've just not – I'm a texture – eater a lot and the texture of liver is just kind of disgusting it's not your thing huh no yeah man i'm trying to get some liver it's i've got cow liver but i don't know if i have any deer i want deer liver although the liver is like the healthiest part of an animal i can see that it's just it's it's so nutrient dense um apparently like when wolves get a kill like the alpha always eats the liver first interesting yeah, it's the most nutrient-dense part, man. I know it's a tradition for hunters to eat the heart really? of their first deer. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Fuck that. Maybe that's just like a troll that hunters do on the other hunters. I mean, I believe people do it. I, I 100% believe that people do it, but not I, sir. No. I will not be one. No. Although, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's prepared right. <laughs> I, I will try almost anything. I will say that. So yeah. I, I guess I shouldn't say I would never do it, but... It was not my first choice when we're out there, you know, cleaning the deer. Yeah. Uh, you know, that wasn't something we saved. Yeah. So if you're in a foreign country, w- would you eat some other animals? Oh, yeah. I was in China. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I tried to get dog meat. How long were you in China for? Uh, I was there for eight weeks, maybe. About okay. two months. Oh, nice. Um, And we traveled to, I can't remember if it was, it was an odd number, nine or 13 cities, something like that. We we went to the big cities and then we went to in inland, yeah, and went to uh, a lot of smaller smaller cities. Yeah, so you guys you got to see like a lot of the uh, more rural countryside. Yeah, of China. Apparently. It was awesome. It's yeah. a beautiful country, just yeah. like just like America it has deserts, it has you know uh, coastline. It's got a Missouri like kind of temperate area. Yeah, um, and then you know there was this particular bus ride where we were going through these kind of mountains out in middle of nowhere to me at least <laughs> and you would just drive past rice paddies everywhere and and you know folks got their ox you know i had never seen an ox in person just massive animal out there working the fields yeah and uh, like we're an just on like for dirt roads still whereas we had just left these cities that are super modern and yeah and updated so the the disparity of the rural to the uh to the urban areas in china is still at least when i I was in there in 08 so it's already been 10 years since i've been there i mean from my understanding and i can't remember how long ago that it was that i heard of this but um i had a friend he was fighting for like a professional organization over there and um, he was just talking about how like yeah the countryside is very poor it is it it even in the cities you you know the disparity of wealth is is far greater than here yeah. You know, there's plenty of people driving Rolls Royces and then there's plenty of people like sweeping the the streets for, you know, 5 bucks a day to try to survive. Like Oh, yeah. Don't oh, isn't there is it uh I don't know if it's Tokyo or maybe Hong Kong or both of those in No, Hong Kong's in Japan, right? What's the other thing? No, is Tokyo's it? in Japan. Hong Kong Hong Kong used to be its own territory owned by the British. That's what I'm talking about. Didn't you used to have to have like a passport to get into Hong a Kong? specific i be, i don't know the you're right you had yeah. to have some kind of special way to get in yeah that's interesting 
and now it's China took it back because it was like whatever agreement they had like had an expiration date. Yeah. For when Britain was like done being, I guess, <laughs> a part of it. And yeah, uh, I didn't. I've never been to Hong Kong. That is, I hear it's awesome. But oh, so you didn't go to Hong Kong? No, nah, we went to Beijing and yeah, Shanghai, Beijing. and okay. then into the inland into Xi'an and Chongqing and all these like industrial towns. Oh shit! Yeah. And you say you try to get dog. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you try? <laughs> I don't know. I figured if they're, you know, if if they eat it, actually do eat it, and it's not a yeah. uh, an urban legend, then why not try it, you know? Do they? Uh, well, so the... Rats this, for sure, right? This girl I met said that they definitely do, and then I don't know if she was either embarrassed or she just couldn't find it, but she said she couldn't find it. Oh. Because I was like, take me somewhere that has it. You didn't it. look hard enough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I really could have found it, but yeah. And I, I might have eaten something that was, you know, yeah, not not what it said it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I don't know which country it was, but it was definitely like there's one on like rats and like how you can make a a good living like hunting rats and like selling them. Cause it's <laughs> really? Because it's just such common cuisine. I I would believe it. I'm sure Fuck. I ate some. I mean, we we purposefully ate some weird stuff there, so I'm really? sure we accidentally ate <laughs> other stuff that we didn't know. Oh man, were you worried about getting sick? Uh, not worried at the time. I was 19 and 20, I guess. I turned 20 while I was there. Yeah. And uh, I did. You know, it does mess with you. It's just a different, a complete different set of ingredients. And oh yeah. One time we were out eating at this restaurant or something and all the toilets are like just holes in the ground like you hear <laughs> in most places if you're not in like a really like modern western yeah. style hotel or something yeah it's just a whole a urinal flat on the ground you know yeah and uh one time i just i could tell something was going on and i was like i can't do this in public <laughs> so we were staying at a uh like a university and i took a taxi cab back there and I had to like waddle like halfway, like half a mile from this dirt road back to our like dormitory. But I was, I man, I couldn't eat for like a day and a half. I don't know Girl. if it was food poisoning or it was like. You just weren't ready for that. <sighs> it was bad. Who knows? Ooh, was shit, bad. dude. Whoa. So, but I tried, I mean, tons and tons of stuff. Um, the flavors are all amazing. The The part that's hard for us is they use bone and everything. They don't waste the whole you know, the history behind China is they don't waste anything. So they they chop up, you know, the, you'll get a chicken and they lay it out and they just go chop, 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 and they'll serve it to you, you know? Oh, really? They don't think about cutting the breast and the, or the meat off of the bone or anything. It's yeah. Just, it's they just, cook it all at once. Just the whole bone. Oh, damn. It's just the whole body. Yeah. Hey, man, to each their own. To each their own. Did you see the Great Wall of China? We went to a little portion of it. Weird portion. Outside, outside at the bottom, they had like, a, a like a pit yeah full of black bears <laughs> <laughs> it was like so while you're here at the great wall if you'd like to feed the bears yeah. come on over <laughs> the fuck? all right man i can dig it so we, okay um were, were you able to like go on the great wall yeah yeah so we got to you know it's so long that there's other there's multiple places yeah you no, can it's, visit just, it. it's just sections right i mean that you can, you can yeah and some are destroyed in places i'm right. sure yeah uh, but yeah we you know you can walk for you know we didn't have forever because we were on a little like bus tour okay but i think we were there for like two hours and that's you can kind of go up and down it as far that's as dope. you could yeah that's definitely like one of those things that's like boom like that's it's so it's it's meaningful for yeah, sure yeah yeah i mean fuck it's definitely uh, one of those man-made feats. The so age of that country hits you hard when you're there. Cause yeah. Our con- you, you forget how young our country is until you really travel the world. Yeah, man. There are just civilizations that are just so much older, and the buildings are just so much older. That's why when we were talking about, you know, Graham Hancock, you know, and, like, just civilization is just it's, – it's so old. You We can't even really – wrap our minds around the actual number right <laughs> like we're talking of you know just thousands and thousands of years like tens of thousands of years and we try to make sense of it but, but it's just like it just blows me away yeah i mean there was there's some you've heard of the terracotta soldiers and uh some of that area they had 
they had some areas where they, I think they said it was 6,000 BC is <laughs> what these like settlements were from. Holy and at the time shit. it's just like looking at that, I'm just like, man, it's, it's so hard to conceptualize even that. And that's, yeah. you know, not even 10,000 years ago. Yeah. But when you even like, when you think about it, yeah, I mean, I guess there's this evidence of civilization, but I guess, I mean, I guess they can test the, the ground, but the earth itself, just the whole thing is just fucking all. <laughs> Yeah. So like even here, like our civilization is really young, but I mean, there's definitely some spots like you can go to, and it's just like fuck, man. Like how old is this spot? <laughs> yeah, and and how much of it, how much of it where we live in there, we just didn't have records of it too. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. So this is, um, I guess this hey, this is a good time to segue. Um, so at this point in time, you weren't having, or were you? Were you having, um. Were you having like nerve issues at this time? So no, at that time I was, uh, I was just in college, you know, going through, uh, school and happened to take Chinese as a foreign language. And, uh, my teacher led that trip. Yeah. So thankfully I was in, uh, as far as health is concerned, I was in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <coughs> so like you're actually able to enjoy, you probably wouldn't have been able to make the trip if you fucking weren't, huh? Yeah, I mean, I probably shouldn't have. I probably would have still tried, though. Would have did it anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love traveling, and uh, I, I, I love that trip. I, I can't tell you how many people I've told you need to go to China. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very unique place. The people are all very friendly. The it's, it's like another world. It's yeah, night the, and day. The culture is way different, way, way different. They, um. They they're like they're really big on um, like hierarchies mm-hmm. and like classes, or do they are they are they really in the classes <coughs> still these days? But I it's, know things are changing rapidly in China. It's but. yeah, it's just definitely like so. I I I think of uh, I don't can't remember. If, I think it's maybe a Malcolm Gladwell book, but it was talking about how there's a, a, a there's a really high number of um, like. Uh, plane accidents because like the society is uh it's big on authority right so if like if you have a certain amount of authority people listen right and then that would that would tend to like make pilots not make decisions right and then they'd fucking crash so i know it i can't remember what it is it was koreans was it koreans i think because it was a korean either Malaysian or Korean. It wasn't China, but okay. Yeah, you're right. Like the, the co-pilot recognized something wrong, but he didn't speak up because it was apparently against the, yeah. the power. Yeah. Right. Like the head pilot had authority, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then they wrecked the up. plane and however right. many people died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like a, like a commonality among like Asian culture, right? Yeah. There's, there's certainly that class structure. I, d- I didn't know much about it. And as an outsider, they yeah. didn't, didn't really let us into that. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's neither here nor there, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, cause I don't fucking know, to be honest with you. I'm just, I'm just talking. Um, yeah, dude. So yeah, we wanted to talk about your, uh, we wanted to share like your, you've been having some health you've been dealing with like a lot of like health things. Like when we, when we connect, we talked about that and I know you like, you wanted to share about, you know, some of that. So like talk me through that whole, like that whole time in your life and like what was going on and, and, and like what's, what's, what's happening. Yeah. So, uh, that was when I turned 20, uh, right before I turned 21 and I was still in college, finishing up college. And, uh, I worked as a, a teller at a bank, you know, just finishing up school. And one day I had to leave the bank. I was just in a ton of pain and, uh, it just felt weird. I just, it was, it was like nothing I'd ever felt like it at the time. It was just pretty foreign. And, you know, I just went home and I I really just kind of like laid in bed and I was like, man, like I just kind of curled up and like, just like, maybe it'll go away. I don't know what this is. Yeah. And, uh, it persisted and turned out, uh, that I, I ended up needing surgery um, to take care of some, uh, some actual other health issues. We don't know what caused it, but, uh, there was some, some cysts and, uh, needed to take care of that. So I went to have the surgery and, you know, at that point, like most people, I assume you have a surgery, you do what the doctor says, uh, yeah. you heal up from that surgery and you go about your merry way. And that <laughs> was the plan. <laughs> right. And, uh, so we, uh, we did that, had the surgery, came out of the surgery and, uh, didn't get better 
it just kept getting worse, which was odd. So what what kept getting worse? So I was in more pain than the I was pain. before I was had the surgery. Yeah. I lost this side. I don't know. If, um. Yeah, that's good. Good. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Damn, dude. So you went in. You had surgery, and you came out, and you were in a lot of pain. And did you? So you had pain going into the surgery. Yeah. So I had pain, which at least at the time we were all attributing to uh, to just whatever these cysts uh, yeah. were. And then, uh, and then, yeah, after the surgery, there was the post-surgical pain, of course. Yeah. And then, so it did get a little better at about two or three weeks in, and then it kind of, like, progressed and got worse again. Yeah. So. And what's the pain? So it's, it's called uh, Complex Regional Pain Syndrome, uh, CRPS, okay. is the designation that it gets. I wasn't given that diagnosis until about two and a half years ago, though. Oh, really? So I lived for about seven years not knowing at all what I was dealing with. Holy shit. Yeah. Whoa. Seven. So what were those – so what What? What were you being told in so, the early days? Yeah, like what was – so you get out of surgery, you know, you're in more pain. Like what's what happens from there? So, you know, like anyone, I went back to the doctor and said, I'm in a lot of pain still, man. Like yeah. what's going on? I thought the surgery was supposed to fix it. Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, you know, you're you're fine. You're just healing from the surgery. He's like, take Advil and take hot baths, and you're going to be good. Yeah, man, Advil's so hard on your fucking liver. <laughs> and, I mean, I was pumping Advil yeah. all the time. I man. bet you were. And it didn't it didn't do anything. No. Um, and so then I finally realized that the dude I was dealing with didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. And that I needed to progress to a, a doctor that knew – you know, I didn't at that time I didn't suspect anything like out of the ordinary. I just thought this guy's an idiot. He can't figure it out. I need to find someone else. Yeah. So this is something related to your nerves, right? So post surgery you had some nerve damage. Is that what happened or So looking back on it, I believe that yeah, a, a nerve was uh either nicked during surgery and or scar tissue formed and trapped that nerve after the surgery. Really? Um but at the time no one really understood what was what yeah. was happening. How common is this? So it's just from like surgeries in general. Like, I mean, is, is, you know what I mean? I mean, I can, I can only imagine that, uh, fuck, we're all just humans. So it's like, what are the odds of somebody hitting? You hear about botched surgeries all the time. Yeah. I, my personal belief is that it's more common than we think. Yeah. But the statistics say that it's like one in a million or something ridiculous. Really? So I don't think it's ultra common, but I think other people have pain that they don't know how to. Again, doctors have a tough time diagnosing because, yeah, there's not a set criterion for what this is. Yeah. Um, Huh. There are now ways that they can help test that they can do questions they can ask you to see if it falls into this kind of like. But most doctors aren't trained on it. Yeah. So that's the other thing is diagnosis is hard when the doctors don't know to look for it. Fuck, dude. So in the beginning, it was just what, what were your steps? Like, did they ever try to put you on like any like hard nar- like narcotics or anything for the pain management? Or, <laughs> yeah. Like what were like what were some of the things that you had to like go through? So early on, um, I ended up seeing a GI because the original issue was in my uh, male area. <laughs> and uh, so it did feel like I was getting punched in the balls all day, every day, <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> which kind of sucks, obviously. But you say you're having more referral pain, right? Like it's, it's Yeah. So like I had tons of referred pain. And as us guys know, usually when you get hit in the nuts, it doesn't hurt <laughs> It doesn't just hurt in the nuts. It hurts in your stomach. Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck. Makes me want to throw up, I was going to say, yeah. It's just anyone I talk to, just like telling that, you can see you go to that place and you're <laughs> like, I, I know what that feels like. Dude. Oh, man. It's so funny. I was rolling jujitsu just the other day. And this guy I was going with, he fucking headbutted me right in the dick. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? You're headbutting me. <laughs> oh. oh, it didn't feel good. That sounds awful. It happens. You don't have a cup on or anything for that? No, I don't roll a cup. with you. No, not when I grapple. So whenever I wrestled um, in high school, I had a coach tell me that, like, we don't wear cups in wrestling because, like, maybe, like, a nut would slip out and then, like, it could get caught. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't I mean, I guess that's still true. It could happen, but I don't know if that's the real reason why. But ever since then, <laughs> I just don't ever wear cups, <laughs> like, whenever <laughs> I uh, I grapple or anything. Like Sometimes I will. I mean, I, I used to wear them whenever I fought. I was going to ask. Um. But no, like I, when I do jujitsu or anything like that, I don't. Some guys do. Yeah. I don't. 
Well, with what I've been through, I wouldn't want to feel any more pain down there. Uh, Bro, have you been kicked in the nuts since? Since? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't think as an adult I've done anything to deserve getting kicked in the oh, nuts. Oh, yeah. You and know I what? haven't <laughs> done any uh, martial arts. Yeah, I do so much. Yeah, I do so much like fighting and shit. It's just common in my world. <laughs> maybe I, that's maybe that's what I need, you know. Maybe I just need to get, get kicked cut. in the balls a few times. Oh, just dude, to reset you might it. fucking pass out and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would hope not. Oh shit! All right, so for the pain, like, is it is it going, cutting it out on you? Yeah, I don't know why it's not moving. Yeah, I don't know why either. How's That's, that? Can well, you hear me? It was good. Now it's back to. Yeah. You good? Yep. Okay, cool. I can hear you. That's what's that's weird. Dick. I don't know why it keeps cutting out. Maybe I need to get a new adapter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Either way, so you're you're having just you know obviously a lot of pain, and the Advil's not working, high <laughs> baths aren't working. Yeah. Um. What were what were some options that were presented to you? So at the time, uh, I ended up seeing a GI doctor, yeah, uh, an intestinal doctor, and uh, he was a great doctor and listened well, and he uh, without knowing much, he kind of surmised that it was probably neurologic or nerve pain. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he put me on gabapentin, which is just a nerve pain medicine. And yeah. They slowly build that dose up and, uh, nortriptyline, which is also a nerve pain medicine. Okay. It's also an antidepressant, but it, they, before it was an antidepressant, they used it for nerve pain. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I worked at Express Scripts and I was on, I used to work in the call center on the phones and I used to, uh, like whenever I first started there, we would just basically set people up for home delivery. Like we'd mail them 90 day supplies, their, their scripts. Yep. And one of the things that we were always told, like you should never assume, cause you, you start to learn what these different things are prescribed for typically, but like you should never assume what somebody's given something for because one medication can be prescribed for, you know, a number of things. For sure. Yeah. And I, I would never have known that either until going through all this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was what they tried at first. And, uh, I think between that and I started seeing a chiropractor regularly at the time, uh, I think personally, I think didn't know it was a nerve issue really per se, but I think that helped a lot to keep the spine in alignment. Yeah. Uh, keeping the spine alignment is really good. Do you do anything now as far as, uh, like decompression or anything like that? Uh, not, not specifically. I mean, I do stretches to try to, uh, pull pressure off that lower back but i don't do like i don't hang upside down or uh yeah or even just hang from like a pull-up bar with your hands yeah just i do that fully yeah. extended and just relax that helps with the spine yeah yeah and that's good for the upper back um also i mean get like an inversion table or something that'd be good i thought know. about it maybe i should it's a good move it's a good move for sure have you ever used one yeah i used to have one really yeah i'll probably get another one at some point i thought about getting the gravity boots yeah yeah, yeah. I sold it just to fund other operations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know how that is. Oh shit, man. Um, yeah, dude. So, yeah, that'd be good on the spine. Um, what else did you do? So at the time, that's pretty much that was my regimen was those two meds and uh, and chiropractic work and and just kind of living life. Yeah. That was right as I had accepted that job in Hawaii. So. Um, so I, when you moved to Hawaii, you're dealing with this. Yeah, it was getting better as I was transitioning toward Hawaii, but right up until the end, I was still kind of like, you know, like this is bad. Like I hope I hope I can keep it under control because you just don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fuck, dude. So I think looking back on it, I've come to find that part of what happened there is I think immersing myself in a new uh, area and having to learn a new job and a new, you know, where do you eat? Where do you, <laughs> where where do you do everything as far as yeah. learning a new area? And so I think I helped that helped focus in on something external rather than so like took your mind off the pain. pain. Yeah. Oh shit! So it didn't hurt as bad. You said. I think that helped. I I oh. I think it was still there, but I think it was just uh, I was stuck in a normal routine that was easy for me yeah. back back in Colombia. Yeah. And uh, so my brain really wasn't challenged by the things that I was doing. Yeah. So it was really more focused on how do we fix this problem that it really couldn't fix on its own. Right. Um, hmm. Yeah. Plus, I mean, when you're in Hawaii, you're probably getting a lot more sunshine. Yes. I mean, that's even just in daily work life. I mean, that's probably inevitable, right? I mean, because you're doing real estate, right? So you're out and about showing houses and whatnot. Yeah. So out there, I was a lender, but oh, same okay. idea. I uh, I was outside, uh, you know, 
as much as I wanted, pretty much. Yeah, so. I mean, it's it it that's kind of from my understanding, um, like kind of it's a part of like the culture on the islands, right? Like people are outside and active. I mean, when it's uh, between sixty five and eighty degrees every day, it makes it pretty easy to want to be outside and yeah. enjoy what you can, as far yeah. as even if it is a little walk during work or yeah, or whatever. I gotta be, I just, I just love like places that are just more active. Like, I mean, they're out there for sure. Like that's why I love about Austin so much. Like I'm leaving there for there in the morning. Right. Oh yeah. Th- that city is just such an active city. So it's just cool to like, just to be in those environments where it's just, it just lends to just more activity. That's cool. And I think all of us have gotten away from our roots as humans. Uh, yeah. Movement is so key. And yeah. More recently, at, with with all the pain, I I got tired of, you know, I was I wasn't working out, I wasn't being that active yeah. uh, because I was in pain all the time. But eventually, I just realized I'm like, well, if it's not going to get better on its own, I just got to go live life, right? Yeah. And so I started working out again and and enjoyed, be getting that the rest of the body around the issue, improved. You right. Know? Yeah. Now, were you told to limit your activity? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So they, they told me, um, you know, we had to, we have to kind of fast forward here. Technically what they say is I went into remission for like three years. So this is a, this is a disease that if diagnosed early, they say that there's a pretty high incidence of being able to put it under wraps pretty quickly. How? So between using these nerve pain meds and some other, there's, there's a long list of, uh, modalities that people will use. Yeah. Um, but they say it's about when you catch it and and how soon you catch it. Okay. Um so apparently I was a little lucky in that it you know, it, we didn't get on it right away, but it wasn't too far down the line. Okay. And so I think that helped. Every few months out in Hawaii, I would still have like a recurrence of some pretty bad pain, but it was a lot more short-lived and, yeah. and kind of like man more way more manageable. So for me, I look back on that and think, well, that was a good time still, even though there was a little bit of pain here and there. Yeah. Yeah. So then did the pain come back when you came back to Missouri? <laughs> Not right away. No. <laughs> uh it was about a year and a half, maybe 2 years after I came back yeah. that it that it So I think it was like 3 years total that it was kind of under wraps. Uh, yeah. What was going on at that time? Um so I was working at a a job where I sat in a chair all day and oh, yeah. so part of me thinks that uh being that it, the spine is related to nerve issues Oh for sure that sitting in that yeah sitting in that chair in the same position for 8 hours a 8 hours yeah, or dude, more Yeah your psoas gets tight your hip flexors get tight like it's all bad and that's the psoas and hip flexors right where that nerve runs. It runs right around the hip. Oh, really? Out, it runs out your lower lumbar, comes around your hip. Oh, yeah. And so same path. when I'm feeling crappy, I do stretch that psoas, use any stretch I can. Yeah. Roll it out, you know. Yeah. Um, Dude, there's a good tool called the psorite. I've heard about it. I yeah. need to get that. Dude, they're so uncomfortably hard. But Are they? Yeah, but they get deep in there. I've only used it whenever I went uh, down to Onnit. They had one. Yeah, I've, I should get one. I keep telling myself I need to get one. But they're expensive. That's why I didn't. They're like get eighty it. bucks, but oh, I, I thought it was like one fifty or something. No, they're not that expensive. Okay. It's like eighty bucks, but I I look at it as just like a tool for like my health, and it's just right. like I'm just using this tool to like get deep in there. You know what I mean? Like I can't do myself, <laughs> dude. And like that type of work on your body, like it it's so uncomfortable and it yeah. hurts, but it at the end it's so good for you. Just to break up that tissue and just those knots and oh yeah. Well, I need. You're right. I need to just do it. I've I've put that off. I've ever since I heard of it, I was like, why am I doing all these other psoas stretches? But I haven't used a tool that's you know directly for that purpose. Right. Yeah. It definitely works, dude. <laughs> for sure. Um. Yeah. Just you just gotta invest in your health. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, and that's that's the the outlook I took after the second. Uh, go at it yeah uh, i ended up having another surgery on the testicles uh just because i was in so much pain again I, yeah i basically walked into the doctor i'm like if you don't fucking do something i'm gonna cut something off and put it in your fucking hand <laughs> Shit, and, bro. and he looked at me and he was like okay you're really serious i'm like yes because i'm a pretty calm person and yeah i don't really i, I guess my words weren't being uh, heard correctly because like i thought i was la- raising it to this like 
you know, I'm in a bunch of pain and he wasn't picking up on it. So I kind of had to go what I felt was pretty drastic, obviously, and give him a, a picture for what I'm feeling inside. Yeah. Fuck dude. So <laughs> he, is this the same doctor from before? No. So this is after I'm in St. Louis and this is a new urologist. So you're in St. Louis now. Okay. So, so you're from Columbia to Hawaii to St. Louis. Yes. Got it. So, okay. Now, Oh shit! What was I gonna ask you? Did I don't know? Let's go back to your. All right. So you're in pain. I was gonna say. So oh yeah. So the the surgery. You had the surgery, and were you in more pain or less pain after? So or this was all eerily the same. Uh, I felt this is the second the second surgery. I felt better for about a month, and then I don't know when I say better. I was still in pain, but like. You know, in my head, I'm thinking this is post-surgical pain versus right. what I had before. Yeah. Um, and the doctor told me, he's like, I cannot guarantee you this is going to do anything for you. He let you know that? Yeah. So it, what is he trying to fucking do? It, maybe <laughs> <laughs> just just hope that, yeah, just just hopefully like the, the placebo, right? Hopefully your mind heals yourself. I think, uh, yeah. And <sighs> when you're in that kind of pain, it's, it's really hard to explain the thought process, uh, you know. I yeah. should have been more thorough, but you don't feel like you have time. Uh, You're just like, I just need to do something and like right now. Yeah. So Whoa. to put all this in perspective, I guess I should have brought this up earlier. This disease, uh, you know, it's it's also like a cousin to fibromyalgia, which people know is pretty painful. Um, but there's an internationally adopted pain scale called the McGill, McGill pain scale. Okay. And I know pain is subjective. You know, the if I lit your hand on fire versus mine, we might have different uh, feelings of the way yeah. we interpret that pain. But whatever way that they developed this, I think it was in Canada, they looked at, you know, a wide group of people. So I don't know the studies behind it. I don't know if it's, you know, 100% factual. But they listed things commonly, uh, you know, like breaking your arm. Yeah. Uh, you know, a bunch of things that we're all used to and uh, and childbirth. And the pain from CRPS is listed above childbirth. It's the only thing higher on this list is being physically lit on fire while you're alive. Oh, shit. <laughs> so oh. to put it in perspective, it's, you know, it's very painful. I've met people who have it, who have like brain tumors and things like that. And they compare the brain tumor as a cakewalk compared to the pain and most people, it's in an extremity like an ankle or a wrist. So I'm a unique case that yeah. I have it in a very unique area. Oh, dude! But so, but there's probably like you said, like one in a million people dealing with this. Is what very, this, very is, few. Is what they're estimating. Yeah, dude, I can only imagine what the pain would feel like if it were like in my like my my ankle were on fire, like my hand was just just hurting like excruciatingly like bad yeah so it feels oh. like you're getting just hooked up to like a generator and it's it's a it's a lot of different pains there's a consistent dull pain but yeah. every now and then there's like a shooting like a lightning bolt going Oof. through you you don't know when that's coming no you have no idea what causes it or Oof. when it's coming dude so in this and then this kind of led you down a path of you know you started researching and trying to figure out as much as possible yeah so I became my own or tried and continue to try to educate my, educate myself as much on this issue as I can because I was consistently seeing doctors who didn't seem to have any other answers. They they kind of threw their hands up like, well, I've tried what I know to try here. Yeah. And so when I after that surgery and I was still in pain, I was fed up. My wife was like, you got to do something. Like you can't just, you know, my like my mentality was all just pushed through it because I've pushed through it for however long yeah yeah <laughs> and, we're bad uh, about that at least guys in general i'm i'm terrible about that. yeah dude. i just deal with shit i'm like no we'll just keep moving forward right i mean well what's the alternative and and i i was frustrated because i had been to doctors and they had basically told me we've done what we can and uh but it was so bad again that i was like i gotta do something so i i started knocking on doctors doors that i wasn't supposed to i got to like an extremely specialized urologist in st louis and he deals usually with child cancer and things like that. And I was like, look, man, I don't want to waste your time, but I'm desperate here. I don't know what's going on. I was emailing doctors in Colorado that like Bro. did uh, denervation, like uh, that? Uh, where they just pull all the nerves out of the spermatic cord. Mm. So you apparently just <laughs> lights out, you know, oh, fuck that. Uh, 
no bueno. But you're just like, you know what, dude? I'll, I'll oh, it. at the time, I would have. You really feel nothing. And, and you know, like a lot of guys actually just cut their shit off, you know? For real? And uh, under uh, internet research, I found out that just like when uh, someone loses an arm in a car wreck, yeah, they get phantom pain from their balls. So it was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lose them just to be in pain again. Yeah, dude, like you're still feeling it. Like it's uh. not, it doesn't really solve anything. It just insults <laughs> the injury at that point. <laughs> it's such a terrible like proposition. Oh know? shit! Well, you know, should have kept your balls. Yeah, five. dude. Yeah. So I can only imagine like you probably becoming pretty desperate. I was very desperate, and uh, this doctor said you need to see a pain doctor because what's going on here is urologists have looked at you and. No one knows what's going on. And he was the first one to realize it's probably what used to be called RSD, reflexive sympathetic dystrophy. So my peripheral nervous system is basically in fight or flight mode because uh, it, it's sensing that something's wrong and it, it just goes in an endless loop of trying to fix that. Yeah. So what's that? Is that the sympathetic nervous system? So it's always on. Yep. Man, that's not a good feeling. I don't like – so sometimes you just get like that, that jolt of – uh like adrenaline like you're just ready to like either like run like or you're scared or whatever the case may be like that's not a good feeling to like be that excited all the time yeah and uh you don't really feel panic but when there's pain like that it is unsettling yeah well you know it it expresses itself in like different ways but just, i'm just saying from like the nervous system point like it's just it's 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 on and it's it's there's like it's just all the way on, you know what I mean? So like if yeah. so if your system is just like all the way on, but obviously it's like localized and it's, it's painful. It's just uh, it's fuck, dude. Like you can't regulate that. It's just ugh, I can only imagine. Well, and it's the subconscious. That's the hard part. Is like no matter what mental willpower you put toward this situation, there's nothing mentally you can do to turn it off. It's not like you know you're making it up. It, but your subconscious brain, you can't turn it's off. It's just on. Yeah. Yeah. And and your body's just reacting to this uh, signal it's receiving. And essentially what's happening is that the, that nerve is affected and it's sending the brain a signal that I'm in pain, I'm in pain, or, or something's wrong. Yeah. Consistently. Every, I think they said it's like, it's some ridiculous, like, you know, like 15 times a second that that signal is traveling from the nerve up to your brain and back. Yeah. Know? So it's just like, you're just stuck in this instant feedback loop with no resolution right now we were talking um have you tried i can't remember have you tried meditation so yeah i've i've done some guided meditation um and and i love i really like it i'm yeah. not i'm just not good at the self-discipline of doing it regularly. yeah yeah well because i know we were talking that you know at the coffee shop and um there's just so much as far as like with breath work and just different uh just different techniques that have been shown to really calm like you know the nervous system down um i just don't, I don't know if you like have you researched any of that or come across any of that like no not enough know. yeah there's just so much so much you know interesting shit out there obviously like cold therapy is good for like the central nervous system have you tried that like cryo yeah the cryo or no. ice baths or anything like that no i'm i would be happy to i you know really i i it sounds like i'm negligent but it, it feels like you're trying when you're in the you know in oh, this yeah. situation it feels like you're trying so many things but there's so many things out there Dude, there's just so try. much and we're always learning stuff and yeah. and that's the thing about like with the healthcare system right i mean doctors they only know so much and they're just people too, you know what i mean yeah and unfortunately like they're they're being educated in, in a model that is um you know it favors you know prescriptions and different things and you know they're not really educated on um you know nutrition and like movement and different things like that hardly at all yeah yeah and you know a lot of these especially now you know you're bogged down with a ton of debt and like you're trying to pay that off and just like fuck man it's just this complicated <laughs> situation to say the least man so well if they do know about it they're not you know, I don't know if they're either not allowed or yeah, it's not what. Yeah, they well, how many of them are taking you? the time to to learn and educate themselves on that? You know what I mean? Like, it's funny, but the healthcare system, like the healthcare, like this system, yeah, I guess is the word or industry is probably the better word. Um, 
the people who work in that industry are some of the most unhealthiest people. Like, yeah. <laughs> you go out to a hospital and you'll, you'll see a good number of nurses and doctors standing outside smoking cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's fucking crazy, man. Then again, the stress they deal with, uh, you know, is, is a different level for sure. Yeah. So, yeah but not that that's an excuse. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's definitely not. Um, shit, dude. Yeah. So you, you kind of have to start just kind of looking at these other things. Like what else Yeah. can you do? Just, to, I always just look at it like, what, what can I give my body to help just, uh, to just help make it as optimal as possible. And I like that mentality. That's kind of where I've come to as well is I, I do believe the body can heal itself, uh, for most things. And I believe my case is not necessarily, uh, excluded from that i believe that yeah if i give the body the tools it can at least do a better job at keeping this thing under control in addition to you know i at, at this point i do need to rely on some other medicine and things like that yeah i hope to get away from that uh you know sooner than later yeah yeah i mean we, i know we were talking some i keep we're kind of repeating some things but it's still <laughs> relevant the uh I guess for the, the listeners, it's none of it's re, you know being repeated. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I do wonder, like, because it is associated with the mind, and like with what the research has been done with like MDMA and, and different and like psilocybin and different things. As the laws change, I wonder if that would be like a viable option. You know what I mean? Just to for the mind to I don't know kind of reset itself possibly and, and help with that nerve. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm a hundred percent open to that kind of idea. I hadn't heard of that being a thing really until a few years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, one of the treatments for CRPS is doing ketamine infusions. Yeah. And that, that's some heavy shit. They say that that's a, yeah, it is. <laughs> they say that that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty intense process, but it's also, uh, it's also similar to, controlled uh use of of psilocybin or uh lsd not the same interaction of course right but i guess the experience you get from it uh they explain with ketamine infusions that you kind of are able to take a step back and look at the situation a little more uh from from less of an emotional or yeah, attached kind of, standpoint right, and yeah. kind of like compartmentalize all that because yeah i mean i get angry thinking about this like this is this is my 20s, like 20 from 20 to 30. I've been like, I've still been blessed. And and trust me, I live my life as, as such. Like I, I still look at it as I have it way better than a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm not uh, playing a victim over it, but it is, it is frustrating that, you know, your, some of your best years were my, my full health was gone. Like I had to work on a 75 or 50%. Yeah. Level. Yeah. Well, the best years are yet to come, my friend. Hey, I like that. That's how I look at it, dude. I just, my biological age is just way younger than like my chronological age, right? So it's like, yeah, you progress like by the year, but I mean, if you take care of yourself, man, like all the numbers, you read a whole lot younger. Yeah, and uh, I honestly I feel that way. I've I've stayed I've stayed uh, optimistic and mentally young and uh, willing to learn. Yeah, and uh, and go through new phases, and and in a lot of ways, this has become a big blessing. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm able to connect with people, especially like older people who go through health issues. Yeah. I can empathize a lot better than other people our age. Yeah. Because this is more common for people. That's, um, people that are much older, right? Well, that, and just that they've been through, uh, they've been, had a longer experience track record of dealing stuff. Uh, yeah. Really, it it's I don't know the age breakout. I mean, I know kids as young as seven that oh, have really? been diagnosed with it. Mm, it's okay. I don't I don't know what causes it, and if certain people are predisposed to it uh, due to the type of neurological system they have, yeah, or if it's the type of injury to the nerve, or you know, there no one really knows for sure exactly what's what's the precipice for it. Huh. Um, Is there a cure? There's not a, a quote unquote cure. There's just modalities to to help uh, really manage it. Yeah. Is m the doctors don't believe that that there's ever really a way. Again, they called it uh, me going into a uh, remission. Remission, but they they never talk about a cure. Huh. They talk about managing. So, did they think a remission was possible? Uh, I think I think they do, but the other thing is they're used to seeing uh, people at or worse. 
again, I have it in a very specific area, but due to staying at, in my opinion, due to staying active and, and, and not letting the pain get out of control, I compare it to like a bonfire. If you let a bonfire get out of control and you try to use a, a bottle of water on it, yeah, nothing's really going to happen. But yeah. if you get that thing under control to where it's a, you know, a really small set of embers and then you use a bottle of water, it puts it out. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think they're used to seeing people who are in full on panic mode. And, uh, once, yeah. once you get down to where I'm at now, I still deal with pain. Like I can feel it right now, Yeah. but it's just f- comparatively speaking to what I'm used to dealing with. It's at a nearly almost to where my brain doesn't notice anymore because i'm so used to it yeah so but you've been you've been using some cbd balm you said that's been helping a little bit and some yeah turmeric, i again i don't know if the yeah the turmeric was a great uh thanks to you that was a great addition i'd heard of it never really knew much about it yeah um came home told my wife about it and she was really interested looked looked into it and bought some like that next day and yeah yeah we've we've enjoyed that and then the cbd cream uh yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Again, I don't know if it's really helping with the nerve pain, but when I have like a sore back, I was using it. Oh and yeah. Just I mean, within like five minutes, I felt better. And yeah, like I said to you, I don't know if it was the placebo effect or if it was really something that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know, from from Missouri, it's the show me state, so uh, yeah, I, I'm always a little skeptical at first, but yeah. great results so far. Yeah, no, dude, CBD's a it's a hell of a fucking compound. Um, we're late on research right there's because of like obviously all the laws but we're learning more and more all the time with these different uh compounds and what they're able to do dude so it's awesome yeah i'm i'm really uh energized by that to be honest uh i think it's uh something you know that i'd like to explore you know yeah especially topically like you said uh you know i've had i've definitely since this is a neurological disorder i believe uh I've had a neurologist say that I also have migraines and things like that. So I believe it's all somewhat interconnected. Yeah. And, uh, How much so water do you drink a day? A lot. Yeah. I'm not definitely not like staying dehydrated. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's what I always think about when people tell me they have headaches. I'm like, you drink enough water. Yeah. So I don't, that. but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, like absorption levels or something are off. Could be. Enzymes. I would, <laughs> yeah. I always add salt and, uh, and lemon to my fr- and also I like apple cider vinegar too to my first lemon, uh, drink of the day. Really? Yeah. What's that do for you? So the salt will help with absorption, right? Because throughout the night we can we can between just you know perspiration and respiration we can lose b- about a pound of water, mm. and um, so the salt will help with that. But then um, I'll do the lemon for like the flavonoids and um, you're just kind of getting um, some just different minerals and vitamins from there. And then um, I do the apple cider vinegar that helps with like blood glucose regulation, and then also like some digestion. Hmm. So it's a good little morning tonic. That's good. I need to, I need to get on the Dr. Adam morning ritual <laughs> uh, because I'm not. A, I've never been a morning person. Uh, but when you wake up to pain, like you don't even want to wake up. You yeah. Know? Uh, you just want to like stay in bed just in your comfort zone yeah. uh, when in reality that makes nothing better. It makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I hurt so bad. I can't move. But it's like, if you don't move, you'll hurt even worse. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's a vicious cycle. I hurt my back deadlifting one time and I was like, oh man, I was just like, man, this back pain is just not cool. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, I've had nothing, nothing egregious back wise, but I've always had some lower back pain even since high school yeah i don't don't know what i was doing just being an idiot yeah we all were (laughs) (laughs) just the fucking yeah dude it's the story of my life just being an idiot yep hey that's the fun thing i i always say if you're not weird i don't even want to hang out with you you yeah all the best people are weirdos for sure oh yeah shit all right brother well let's wrap this up um tell the folks how they can get a hold of you because uh, you can sell people some houses and help them with that process yeah too. so but, uh yeah i'll move the floor to you i was gonna say i you know you can find me on any social media under rex amy uh, i did grow up as rusty you can call me whatever you want <laughs> um and uh i i definitely need to be better about uh doing my website and things like that and uh recently moved off on my own had been working with uh some mentors and friends for the last few years mm-hmm. under real estate and uh so you can find me on zillow on on linkedin and uh facebook and instagram and all those things under either rex amy or stl rex yeah right so on, dude it's it's been a pleasure man i really appreciate it and uh, i know i told you this before but uh you know you're you're affecting a lot of people out here that uh you probably don't even know about and with all the my journey i try to do 
things to better my situation. Like I said, if it's not solving it necessarily, I know I can definitely improve the body of work around it and uh, the movement uh, exercises that you do and the, you know, the suggestions with, again, the morning routine, uh, nutrition help, uh, facts definitely help. So appreciate all that and uh, love to see what you've done so far. And, you know, I hope to see you continue to grow this thing. Yeah. I mean, we still got a long way to go. And, um, and I know you were saying that you, um, like you also kind of wanted, you know, for, because there's not like a lot of um, like information out there still, and like there's not really a big community, right? So, um, if people want to get a hold of you, kind of talk about like their issues and stuff like that. Like, did you want? Were you trying to like help them build a community? Or what are you doing? Well, I think you're helping me build it. Is what you? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're definitely an inspiration in that uh, regard as well. I uh, I definitely never would have saw myself doing something like this, and yeah. and it's probably not my specialty. Um, but I've joined support groups and it was really just a pit of people feeling bad for themselves. And I realized that's not what a support group is supposed to be there for. It's supposed to be for people to help push each other through the hard times. Yeah. And, uh, so from that, uh, inspiration, you know, seeing kids have this is awful, man. Like if, if not for myself, I want to at least spread awareness and, and some people are in areas that have even worse health care. Yeah. So I can't imagine the struggles and frustrations that these people are going through uh, just trying to figure out what's going on. Um, because I know what's going on. It's still hard, right? Yeah. Um, and I, So, yeah, in the future, uh, coming future, I'd like to do probably a, a lim- more limited podcast, but talk to people uh, that are dealing with chronic pain, uh, disabilities, and uh, some of the things both uh, health-wise that they're doing to improve themselves and mentally to, to kind of push through this. Um, I love, I'd love to share stories because, again, I know you've been an inspiration to me. I can easily be an inspiration to people who are in a dark place uh, dealing with this kind of stuff as well. Right on, dude. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, all right, dude. Well, thanks for giving me the platform to talk a little bit about it and uh, for uh, for catching up, man. It's been a blast. Yeah, dude. Always a good time. All right, brother. All right, everybody. Till next time. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. If you are getting value out of the podcast, again, do me a favor. Leave a five-star rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on another platform, go ahead and hit that like button. Also, share whatever it is you got to do there. And then, um, as always, man, if you're looking for a great podcast, check out my buddy's podcast, The Why Not Podcast with Justin Bricker. He's having some awesome humans on, and he's having some pretty good conversations. So, all right, everybody, I will talk to you next time. Bye.